Getting sober requires a lot more than mind over matter, a lot more than willpower. It's about leveraging the support around you. People in recovery typically need a mix of medical help, emotional support, and changes in lifestyle to manage their addiction, not just mental determination. As both a therapist and someone embracing the recovery lifestyle, there's one tool I always recommend to people needing extra accountability, Soberlink. Soberlink is a high-tech breath analyzer system designed to help you get and stay sober. And here's why I love it. You'll test the same day every day, eliminating testing anxiety. Friends and family receive instant test results, helping you rebuild trust and preventing relapse. Accountability is a part of that, and it's something to really be embraced. Devices have built-in facial recognition, so your support circle knows you're testing, and tamper-resistant sensors flag any attempts at trying to beat the system, so your sobriety is never questioned. So let 2024 be your best year yet. Visit Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M to sign up and receive $50 off your device. That's Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M. And let accountability be your guide. Hello, everyone. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Welcome to the Addicted Mind podcast. My name is Dwayne Osterland, and I'm your host, and we are on to another episode. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Nick Kahlo, and she is going to share her story of being in active addiction for 26 years and running a very successful shoplifting business that allowed her to continue in her addiction until COVID hit and the stores closed. She's going to talk about how she made the choice to do something different and change the people around her to, as she said, fill her table with people who could help her achieve her goals. She is the author of the book, The Power of Mental Wealth, Success Begins From Within. She is inspiring and supportive and wants you to know that you can change. So enjoy this interview with Nick. And if you're enjoying the Addicted Mind podcast, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. I do read them. They mean a lot to me. And I want to thank everyone who's taken the time to do that. That really does help the Addicted Mind podcast get found by others who hopefully it can help as well. And check us out on Instagram at Addicted Mind Podcast. All right, stay tuned for this episode. All right, everyone, welcome to the Addicted Mind. My guest today is Nick Kahlo. She's going to share her story of addiction and recovery and just put it all out there for us to understand and learn. So, Nick, you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and, and we'll get going. Yeah, sure. No worries. Thank you. My name is Nick Callo and I was addicted to, to drugs for 26 years. I'm a mum of three, 18, seven and eight, and drugs just ruled my life. It was the first thing I thought about when I woke up and the last thing I thought about when I went to sleep. I ran my own illegal shoplifting business it it was it was a crazy time in my life. I've been clean, just celebrated two years clean. Awesome. And yeah, yeah, and learned so many lessons along the way and, and still continuing to learn so much about myself. I was reading about you and one of the things that you had said was that you were really just in a very, very dark place in the sense that 
the only thing you really wanted to do was just, you didn't even care if you woke up anymore. It was about getting high. It was about pursuing that, that high and nothing else mattered. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Nothing else mattered. It, it was, it was a really dark place. Living that life is, is so, you know, it takes every thought, every, you know, to, to get up and to, and to wake up and think, where will I go to make money today? How will I make money today? And just to get to that, where you do make the money and, and nothing matters, like nothing else matters. It's doesn't matter who you heard. It doesn't matter, you know, what you have to do to get it. It's just, you know, it's a very dark place and it's a struggle the the whole time. it's It's just a constant struggle. So, so, you know, you get to a point where you don't care if you don't wake up in the morning. Yeah. I, I think it's really hard for people who haven't struggled with addiction to understand that mindset. Like it's, it's really difficult how the addiction can be all consuming. Like literally that is what is on your mind. 100%. And nothing that's, else. That's and nothing even the else. people you care about, even the no, people, I... like there's a deep part of you that cares about someone else. But nothing comes before the drug, nothing. I, I mean, like I said, you know, I'm a mom of three and not, and I, my eldest, you know, I, I brought her into the world with a job to do. I thought, oh, she'll help me get clean. If I have a baby, I will get clean because I'll have to be responsible. And, you know, not even that, not even that. Yeah. You know, and I love my kids to death. Like, but, you know, when you're in addiction, nothing matters. Nothing else yeah. matters. Yeah. It's just, it is, it's just all consuming. And I think that's so hard for anyone who hasn't dealt with addiction or doesn't work in this field, who's been around it to really see it, to understand how, how that is. And like you said, it becomes really, really dark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how this did start to shift for you then. Because it was all consuming, but now you have two years of sobriety. You've got a book that you're you're working on and that's out there and that's a huge change. Yeah, absolutely. The last two years have been insane. It, like I pinch myself because it, it just going from that life of twenty six years and then being able to do so much and, and have such a massive change in two years ha- has been like amazing. What I did was I changed my circle like I didn't have a circle of friends when I was using but I I had my table and I started filling my table with people who had goals and people who had ambitions and people who were actually living life and and so I filled that table with with people that inspired me like people that I would love to look up to and say wow I'd love to be in that position I'd love to have a good job or or have some money behind me and and do everything the right way so I filled my table with those people and I started learning for them. I was like a sponge and, you know, I found a mentor and I think mentors are so underrated. It doesn't matter where you are in life. I yeah. think mentors are amazing just to have somebody to look up to and, and, and follow their steps and take their lead. And, and that's what happened for me. And so I'm getting around all these good people and, I actually joined a uh, crypto academy and, and you learn how to trade because I was shoplifting and through COVID, the shops were closing. So I, I needed to find another way to make money. And and what right. I did was, so I thought oh, I'll, I was still using at the time and I thought I'll join this academy and, and I'll start learning how to trade crypto and, and make money and I'll be rich in six months. And 
It wasn't that. It, it was I just got around good people. There was an event interstate and I went to the event. It was my first, like, event. And, yeah, from there I, I put the drugs down five days before I went and um, I thought to myself, you know, go to this event and, and try and change your life or you can stay home and continue to do what you're doing and, you know, <laughs> you, you'll never change. So, yeah. So were you kind of in a way like, you know, COVID starts to come around, you have this shoplifting business, you've, you've built that in a way. I mean, that's in its own way, super uh, creative and entrepreneurial, right? Even though it's criminal, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's not leading to the life that, that you want. And then I guess COVID kind of comes along and, and forces this shift and, I guess there was this moment for you where you, you like you said just a second ago, I, I am I going to go this way or am I going to go that way? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. So, so five days because I, I sat there and thought, you know, I've, I've got this this team of people around me now who are really encouraging and really supporting, and I could actually change my life here. I could actually do something that that, that you know. Just, just make my family proud of me. I could, I could be the breadwinner, you know, in the right way, and and you know, really be a good person here. So decide: do you do you put the drugs down and and try that, or do you stay home and just and, and continue living the way you are? So I, I'm luckily for me, I made the right decision, and and I went to the event, and and my life changed from from there. It, it, it's people. Yeah. So here you are. I'm just imagining, I'm putting myself yeah, in your yeah, shoes. Absolutely. Like you're there, yeah. you're five days sober from this yeah. and you've been doing yeah. this for 26 years and you see these other people. What was it about these other people that said, wait, wait a minute, there's, there's other options here. There, there's something different. There's something here. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was running that business, I ran it by myself, that, that shoplifting business. So like my partner didn't even know what I was doing. I, I would hide exactly where I am right now in the garage and, and no one saw anything. So it was, it was the, the people are amazing. I'm still very close friends with them, but they're very encouraging and supporting. And, and they started filling me with belief when I had no belief in myself. So they're telling me, you can do this, keep going, keep pushing, like, like we believe in you. And, and when I felt like I belonged to something, and I think that's what it was too. I felt like I was a part of something and a part of something good. And and I, I now, like I didn't believe in myself at the start. I did not. I, I was full of doubt, full of fear, full of I can't do this and questioning myself. But over time, you, you when they're filling you with so much belief, you start taking steps and you start reaching little goals. And, and it was just learning that whole process of how to live life, like having a goal taking little steps, you know, having a, a cheer squad behind you. And, and when you have those things, my life the last few years, like I said before, has been crazy. Like it's just it's just going so quickly and I'm reaching amazing goals like this book. And when you change that, your whole world changes. It's almost like, you know, when we can't hold a belief in ourselves, we need other good people around us who can hold it for us because we can't do it. And then it it slowly maybe sinks in over time surrounding ourselves with those people and then we actually start to go oh maybe maybe this maybe i can do this maybe i can do something different yeah yeah because you've got to remember too 26 years of, of being a drug addict and, and running your own shoplifting business you don't have much belief you don't believe you can do anything but that like that's all i knew 
So, yeah. so having, yeah, having, having belief that, that, you know, maybe you can get up every morning and make your bed every morning, like little goals, I'm talking little goals and, and yeah. you start stacking them up and, and crazy, crazy. Yeah. So, and then so you start now, to see that there's this new possibility that, wait a minute. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and it sounds so simple. It's hard. <laughs> it is hard to do, but it, but once you once you start stacking up them wins, it it changes everything. And like you said, they you know I think people sometimes when they're trying to make change, you know, they think of these big, huge things they have to do. But really, like you said, it's like sometimes it's just I'm just gonna make my bed today. Yeah, I'm just gonna step out the door. I'm just gonna you know go this direction. That that don't don't have to be huge. Yeah, no, no. Like I, I think for me, the, the the bigger they were, the worse it would be. Like I, I had to keep them simple, and just continually do them. And because because if they were if the goals are too big, it looks too far away, and it, it just and if you, especially if you don't hit them, like it, it's yeah. Like I, I think uh, another thing that's underrated is small steps, <laughs> small wins. I think they're so underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, having those people around you and taking those small steps. So let's talk a little bit further. So after these five days, you're seeing this possibility. What starts to evolve from there? Because it's, you know, getting clean and sober and doing the work. There's a lot of, oh, I don't know, shit that starts to come down the road. <laughs> right? Oh, <yeah. laughs> right? Just to put it, put it bluntly, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, just getting sober is just a little bit of the first part, but tell me a little bit more as you move along here. Yeah, you know, the getting sober was the easy part, and that sounds so crazy. That was easy for me. The hard part was staying consistent, and and I did, uh, and I keep doing it. So much personal development. I listen to to motivational speakers. You know, there's always something I'm trying to learn about myself every day. Like, yeah, it's a daily thing now. It's a, it's part of my daily routine, and it's personal development, and it's investing in yourself, and it's learning about mistakes. And and you know, life doesn't always go the way you plan. And and when that you know when something happens, it's about taking that situation and and looking at it from the outside and going, all right, so what was my part in this? How did I go wrong here? What, you know, it's, you have to learn so much about yourself and and that's the hard part. That's the hard part. Like bringing um, everything that you went through up to the surface and, and really looking at it and really, you know, taking acknowledgement for what you did and all that stuff's really hard. Yeah. And and that's hard because we got to look at either trauma, pain, trauma that's been caused to us, maybe, pain that we've caused to others and like start to own that but that's that sounds like this mindset shift that you mm-hmm. you started to to change in your life like you started to you know like you said a second ago I looked at my part I looked at my piece and having the willingness to to do that but that can be really hard that is so hard that is so hard, especially like I can give you an example, you know, speaking to my 18-year-old daughter and having to sit down and have a conversation with her and, and saying, look, I'm sorry that, you know, you didn't get the best start. I'm sorry that I, I drag, dragged you around to crack houses. Like I'm sorry that, you know, I put you in the worst situations, but I'm here to tell you that 
I've changed and, and things are going to be good. Like I'm, you're going to have the best life I can possibly give you. And, and to apologise to her, it, it it's a really hard conversation to have, but I, I think it's necessary. Like you have to forgive yourself. That's another big yeah. thing, forgiving yourself for all the trauma you've put yourself through, all the trauma you've put your, you know, the people you love through. That's That's probably the hardest thing you'll ever have to do. But yeah. I don't think you can move on if you don't forgive yourself for for everything that you've done. So yeah, that that's that's hard. And really having that compassion for yourself to understand, like you know, this is part of the human story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, to- totally. And so, tell me a little bit more about that process as you started to you know, you started to dig in, what did you start to do in, in, I guess what I'm asking is you, as you get into this personal development, you start to get these mentors in your life. You start finding these mentors who are in a way, I guess maybe, and you can tell me if I'm off base here, but kind of holding you up while you can't hold yourself up and encouraging you along to, to build that for yourself. Tell me a little bit about that process. Okay. So, so I have an amazing support network. I have amazing mentors. And so every time, because so many things will come up for me, why is this person saying this about me? Why am I thinking like this? Why am I doing this? Why isn't this working? And every time I I had an issue or every time my my head was doing a number on me, I reached out to one of these people. And and I could not tell you how many times I've reached out to them. So, So when I wasn't sure about something, when I didn't understand something, I would ask. So and I think that played a massive part because I wasn't sitting in my head then. I wasn't trying to guess what was going on for me. I got an answer straight away, which which cleared everything up, which meant that I could grow and, and move on. And, and I think that was a really important part of my recovery as well, having those sort of people around me at the time. Yeah. What about, tell me a little bit about how you had also had three rehab attempts before. Yeah. And tried it, and they didn't really stick for you. Yeah. And so there was something different in this moment that that said, "Okay, it, it, this I got to do something different." And I'm wondering about that too. And when you look back on on that compared to now, what you see and and the differences there. Yeah. So with with the rehabs, I didn't actually go because it was my choice. I was my parents said you need to do something, you need to change something. So. I wasn't ready mentally. I was actually using while I was in rehab, like the whole way through pretty much. I think I got 20 days clean up the most. So it's you don't do too much. Well, I didn't do too much personal development in rehab. I think it's more about, so why did you start using? I don't think it, it didn't go deep enough for me. It, I didn't find out any answers. It, it wasn't. It was all surface level stuff, and, and that's not what I needed. I needed, you know, I needed a tougher approach, a deeper approach. So I'm pretty sure that's why that didn't work for me. When when you start doing personal development and you bring all your your shit up to the surface, I, I think that's when when it starts changing. Well, for me personally, that's when it changed for me. Yeah. Your stuff started to come up. It started to yeah. like you started to really look at it. You you did you weren't running from it anymore. You're like I'm looking at this, and yeah. I have the support around me to do it to yeah. to dig in. That's what it sounds like. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about 
taking this stuff now and and what you're doing in the present as you're moving forward, as you're taking all these experiences and pushing yourself for growth? What's happening? Yes. So I do mean personally, like what where I'm yeah. where I'm heading. Yeah. 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 So I'm actually I've just started uh, mentoring teens in high school, so uh, in secondary school. So there's two schools that I that I mentor and and I go and we're starting next week. We go and speak to the kids. We spend an hour with them each day and, and I think my experiences, my lived experiences will be able to to benefit them a lot. So that that's that's what I'm doing at the moment. I've just released a book. I'm also looking at becoming a speaker and speaking you know, to hold classes in schools and, and just talking to them about peer group pressure, social, social media, because I think my using stemmed from not feeling accepted so or not feeling I belong to anything. So I, I kind of started using drugs so I looked cool and, and that sort of thing. Like I, like I didn't understand who I was as a person and I think to help kids understand, you know, who they are and and you know, there's no need to go and be popular or, or go and use drugs to feel like you belong to something. I think that's that's a pretty strong message and, and I want to try and share that. So that's what I'm looking at doing for the remainder of this year, hopefully get into some schools before the end of the year. To really be able to like give back to others, yeah. almost like what you maybe wish you had had in the beginning. Absolutely. We were talking about that the other day saying, um, you know, the question was, what do you wish you had when you were, you know, 15, 16 years old at school? And I said, a mentor, like, I wish I had a mentor, so somebody that I could look up to and, and you know, help guide me, walk me through life and, and hold my hand a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Because you've mentioned, you know, having a mentor kind of several times. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that for you and what that means and, and how you see that and maybe even how you would want, I could see like you want to give that to others. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, having a mentor, it, it takes out the, it kind of takes out the guesswork when, when you're, you know, you're striving for a goal or, or just in life in general, just, you know, social media is sometimes it can get really nasty and, and people you know, there's bullying on social media, and I mean, even for people who are just on Facebook. And, and I think, I think having a mentor, just when you have goals, and and they can help you with the steps, they can they can map it out a little bit for you. Because you got to remember, I had no life skills, no life experience. I had no idea what to do about anything. So, I think if you have a mentor, they pretty much hold your hand. You know, while while you're not sure. Well, while you have so many questions or just to get you in the right direction so you can start running yourself. And I think, especially for kids, like if you don't know what you want to do, if you don't know, you know, where you want to be, who you want to be, I think having a mentor is so important. Right. Someone you can process with and absolutely someone you can like bounce your goals off or will encourage you, like give you the courage when... When maybe, like you said earlier, when you can't hold yourself up or you can't give yourself courage, someone else, you can, it's almost like you can borrow someone else's courage. Your mentor can kind of say, Hey, you can do this, you know, try this, try this. You're you're going to be okay. We're going to, we're going to, you know, you can, uh, you can get this goal. Try it. Don't be afraid. Take the chance. Take the chance. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you have a cheer squad behind you, it's, it's so much easier to, to, to reach your goals. I think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it sounds like I, I'm just thinking as you're talking and you're doing all this work, it's, you know, through your 
having your own shoplifting business, so to speak, you had run this thing really well, it sounds like, and it was able to provide income for you, even though it was, you know, not what you wanted to do, but you were really able to do it. And now taking almost that same energy, harnessing that same skill set, but in a way that really lifts you up in a positive way. That's what I see when I, when I hear you talking. Yeah. Yeah, I have. (laughs) I agree. I have. That's yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, that, that shoplifting, it was, I ran it like a proper business. Like I was such an entrepreneur, like it it was from start to finish. It was a full-time job, 18 hours a day. and, And I was really good at it. Not that that's good, but I was really good at running yeah. it. So I have absolutely, you know, brought some of that over to what I'm doing now. And it's just a, a I didn't know I had it in me. Like, like I see the shoplifting business now. I look back at it and I go, geez, you were really good at that. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I, I never took a second to stop and think about, you know, how I ran my own business. And now, yeah, I've brought all that over and that's what I'm trying to do now. So, yeah, build build it up from the bottom, from the ground up. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to use that skill set and embrace that skill set in a way that enhances your your life in the way in which you want to go and want to be in the world in this more positive way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing too. Like I found that my addiction is actually going to to help me live now because I'm going to share the story and and hopefully inspire other people and and if I can do that and, and you know make a job out of it like I am living the dream <laughs> yeah why yeah. not and and yeah. the thing is is that you know I I imagine there's people out there listening that totally understand what you're going through but can't quite see the other side yet yeah. You know, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. They can't quite, they, 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 it's like, oh, but look, you, you have these skills in you. And if you can harness them in the right way, they can, they can bring such amazing things. And so, yeah, giving back to like these, these students and being a mentor for them when, when they need somebody. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. What, what else can you ask for? Yeah, true. That's right. That's that's how I feel. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's that that's amazing. So tell me a little bit more about your book and and putting your book out there into the world and giving that back. Yeah, the book was there was an amazing was an amazing goal. Like it's not something I thought I would do. It's there's 18 authors in this book, and you know we co-author with Johnny Wimbry and the amazing Les Brown. Like he's is one of the people that that I've listened to a lot, and just having that opportunity was, you know, I've got my photo on the front of a book with Les Brown. Like it's it's amazing. So it's a it's a chapter of, it goes a little bit into my life, but it's more about what I did to you know, the good side, you know, changing the circle of people and, and, you know, taking the small steps. That's, that's what it's about. So yeah, I, I was really proud. That's probably one of my proudest, you know, moments that I've had so far. So yeah, that was a huge, and huge deal. Is that kind of just like a, a I want to say like a, a mind warp when you're like looking at that cover, you're looking at this book and you're like, what in the world? <laughs> like how in the, how in the hell did this happen? 
<laughs> you know, I've had that moment quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is one of those moments. Yeah, <laughs> it's like holy cow! I can't believe I'm I'm with the person that has been so meaningful to me, and yeah. here I am. It's like this is <laughs> completely crazy, but it's yeah, not crazy absolutely. really. But it's well, not. It, I mean, it's hard work. It is. It, it was. It was hard work. I mean, um, yeah, it took a lot to get that over the line. But yeah, yeah, I still have those moments. I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so. That's so awesome. So, give us the title of your book, so people, if want, if people are interested, they want it. Yeah, yeah. It's called uh, "The Power of Mental Wealth." I'll show you. I have it right here. Um, "Power of Mental Wealth," uh, Volume Three. Success begins from within. Yeah. Success begins from within. So tell yeah. me about that subtitle. That's that's where my whole story comes together. So if you don't believe in yourself, you you need to find the people who will believe in you to help you. And then and then you know you start taking those steps, and then you eventually start believing in yourself, and you start walking by yourself. And you know when when you get to a point that that you believe in yourself, the sky's the limit. Like, what's going to stop you? What's going to stop you when you have belief? You know, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And that's been probably one of my favorite lessons to learn to to get to that point and say, you know, I can achieve anything. I can achieve anything I want. So, yeah. Wow. And really being able to shift that. Like you said, it comes from deep down within you and having that shift and just kind of going back to what you said earlier, putting people in your life, changing the table, putting people in your life that reflect, I guess, the values, what you want for yourself. And, and pursuing those people and, and getting them there to, to, to be with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, Nick. I just want to, I guess, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. Before we go, I was like, a, this is my kind of standard question to, to wrap up the interview. If someone's out there and maybe they were like you two years ago and they're at that crossroads what would you want to tell them? What would you want to say to them in that moment? If you could say one thing. Yeah, reach out. Re- find someone who inspires you. Social media is easy to find someone. I'm sure I'm sure if the, the seed's being planted and, and they're thinking, you know, there's got to be another way, find somebody who, who is going the other way and reach out to them. Reach it like, be like a sponge, pick their brain, ask as many questions as you have to. And, um, because I'm sure that anybody who's been in that position, I know myself, if somebody reached out to me and said, I've been, I'll see you on social media and I see that you've, you know, totally turned your life around, you know, how, how can I do this? Like, I'm more than happy to help. So don't be shy in asking. Don't be shy. You're not a burden on anyone. And, and I think it's really important to know that. Awesome. Thank you, Nick, so much. Where can, people find you how, how can they get a hold of you if they want more information they uh, yep. want your book what can they do just on facebook you can reach out to me it's nick n-i-c calo k-a-l-o yeah more than happy to chat there all right and i will put all the links in the show notes as well at theaddictedmind.com nick thank you so much for coming on and just giving back to the world no problems thank you so much for having me All right, everyone, 
Thank you for listening to the Addicted Mind podcast. As usual, all the show notes will be at theaddictedmind.com. So check them out. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. And don't forget, click the subscribe button in whatever podcast app you use. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.